Section 22 of Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Patrick Randall. Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2, by Father Louis de Ségur. The Credo After the Pater and the Ave Maria, the Credo presents itself to all the children of the Church as a necessary part of their morning and evening prayers. Repeated with devotion, it is the best and most solemn of all the acts of faith. The Ave Maria is the sweetest and most consoling of all the acts of hope. The Pater is the holiest and most sublime of all the acts of charity. It is not sufficient to know these three prayers in English and to understand them perfectly, but it is also very necessary to be able to say them in Latin, the language in which the Church recites them every day throughout the whole world. In Catholic countries, little children of six years old always say the Credo, as well as the Our Father and the Hail Mary, in Latin. We can pray much better in Latin than in the vulgar tongue, since a special grace always accompanies the language of the Church. I will add that it is not difficult to learn these prayers in Latin. It can be done simply by reading them from a prayer book for three or four weeks at your morning and evening prayers. Latin is the language of the Church, because in the time of St. Peter and the Apostles it was the language of the whole world. The Church has preserved it from the beginning out of respect for the apostolical traditions. The creed, composed by the apostles before their separation, about twelve years after the passion and resurrection of our Lord, briefly recalls the great mysteries of Christianity. And, first, it places before Christians the obligation they are under to believe that is, to submit to the teaching of the Church, which is infallible because it is the teaching of Jesus Christ himself. To believe is to accept without doubting all that is taught by the Catholic, Apostolic, Roman Church. Then the Creed recalls the mystery of the existence of one only God, ineffable and supreme, a pure spirit, eternal and infinite in all perfections, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Creator of heaven and earth, the Creator of all things, of the visible and invisible worlds. It briefly states the great fundamental mystery of religion, and recalls how Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, God himself, even as the Father is God and the Holy Ghost is God, the true Son of God and the true Son of Mary, 
became incarnate by the greatest of all miracles and by the power of the Holy Ghost, and thus united the divine nature and the human nature in one indivisible person. It recalls that the Son of God desired to suffer and die to expiate the sins of men, and to satisfy in his innocent person the justice of his heavenly Father, that he died to give us life, that he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven to prove his divinity, and that he will come again at the end of the world to judge all men, the evil and the good, the living and the dead. Then the Creed goes on to teach that the Holy Ghost has been sent by Jesus Christ to his church and assists and directs it in all things. In the church and through the church, the Holy Spirit unites into one family all the saints of heaven, of earth, and purgatory. He fights against sin and saves repentant sinners by means of baptism and the other sacraments. He prepares us for the resurrection of the body, which shall take place on the day of the last judgment. And lastly, in the name of Jesus Christ, and through the infinite love of the Father, he plants in the souls of the faithful the germ of the life everlasting. Such is the credo, the apostolic summary of the Christian faith. Such is the great and holy prayer which from the time of the apostles has re-echoed throughout the earth in one harmonious cry of salvation, adoration, faith, and love. Let this divine cry be often on our lips and in our hearts. It will strengthen the faith to which it gives so clear and unfaltering an utterance, and faith is the very foundation of the Christian life and of eternal salvation. End of section 22